0: me, Gerard Hector, and Coach David Thorpe. How are you, sir?
1: I am well. Thank you for asking. And uh, I know you're doing good, and I know that not just because of this trade. <laughs> it could be the start of something
0: pretty fun. Well, you know what's so funny? You have a Friday news dump, right? It's Friday afternoon. We're like, you know, the the, the troop group chat is like, you know, relatively quiet because everybody's like, you know, either settling into their Friday plans or whatever. And then like in the afternoon, we're like, wait, what? Kyrie demands trade. We're like, oh, God, here we go, right? <laughs> and it just starts this this sort of mad dash the next 48 hours. So what ends up happening is the trade actually happened, right? The Nets acquiesced. Kyrie was sent to the Dallas Mavericks for Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smiths, uh, a first-round pick, and two second-round picks. The first-round pick is in 2029, and it is unprotected. The second-round picks are from 2027 and 2029. Um, for a team like the Brooklyn Nets, who – gave away control of their draft for the next five years in the James Harden trade. Having draft capital is important for a lot of reasons, but we'll get to the Nets uh, part of this later. I want to start on the Dallas side, uh, David. When you heard that Dallas made the trade, what was your initial reaction?
1: Right away, I thought uh, desperate teams will make uh, mistakes more so than than a team that's not desperate. And, and whether or not it's a mistake, there's no question Dallas was desperate. Things were slipping away. Um, you you know, we know a superstar can can get just bored with and or frustrated with their team. And uh this to me was okay, we're gonna we're gonna show you, we're willing to take some chances here. And there's a risk. Like there's like there's always a risk. I, I don't ultimately love it. We'll talk about it a lot, I'm sure. But I thought it was a desperate team in Dallas's case. And I thought in Brooklyn's case, bravo. Like uh, get that get that guy off your roster right away. Uh reporting now is coming out that. Basically, the owner said, just don't send him the Lakers because that's what he wants. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this was a little bit of that. V- I don't really like vengeance, but this right. was his way of doing it. <laughs> Billionaires know how to dish out vengeance. Wow. That's for sure. <laughs> and um, But I like what they got. I think Brooklyn, uh, Nate Duncan put it really well. Um, probably lowers their ceiling a little bit, but raises their floor. I think that's, I couldn't say it any better. I was thinking the same thing. They're not quite as, as accomplished on the high side. Mm-hmm. but they're, they're probably going to be better most nights with what they have, and we'll get into the, all the details as to yep. why, but I thought Brooklyn did a, a nice job. I think, that's, I think it's a well-run franchise. We'll talk about that too.
0: Yeah, I, I thought similar, and as I said to you guys on the phone and, and you know, in our group chat, you're not going to replace 27 points a game, 50, 40, 90, and the talent that Kyrie Irving oozes from his fingernail. right? Like you just There's no like for like. No. You're, not, you're not getting that back in return. But what you are getting in Spencer Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith in those draft picks, at least from the player's standpoint, you're getting two guys, drama-free, who will show up to work, right? So, again, to your point, ceiling, definitely not as high. But every day, everybody in the locker room knows, barring injury, those dudes are coming to work, and they're going to put their best foot forward. Sometimes, addition by subtraction is a thing, right? Not having to wonder or sort of sit on eggshells saying, oh, my God, what's going to happen this week? None of that right we're just going we're going to play ball well again we'll
1: get to- but but you just let's make sure we address this it's not like they traded for two stiffs that are Correct. going to show up to work dinwody is borderline elite offensively mm-hmm. Finney smith borderline elite defensively mm-hmm. uh experienced veteran guys one has a history mm-hmm. with Shaq von in brooklyn and dinwody mm-hmm. and they have what you said which is just professional basketball players that I, I i maybe told this told this story once before but i want to make this point for you for what your point is, uh, I heard um, someone talking about uh, Amy Poehler when she was on Parks and Rec was telling mm-hmm. I think her ex husband Will Arnett about Rob Lowe's first day on the job at uh, at Parks and Rec, and Will Arnett was like, "How'd it go? You know, what was it like?" Because he had been a, such a big movie star mm-hmm. and then did TV with The West Wing, and Amy Poehler said, "Well, he when he it, shot his first scene, we were watching, uh, maybe they were even performing, I don't know, and but I don't think Amy was performing." And she said the group was like, oh, this guy's a pro. Like, this guy knows every little thing. He's done all it all before so many times. That's what I thought of. This guy's mm-hmm. going to show up early. They're going to stay late. They're not going to miss assignments. They're going to ask the right questions. They're going to study film. Like, like they're just, every box will check. And they're really good players. Mm-hmm. Maybe be a little better. Um, and and then to your point, and they're not going to have to worry about what, are they, what tweet do they say? What, Mm -hmm. what's the next drama going to be? There just Mm -hmm. isn't going to be one almost for sure. Yeah. Yeah. you can never say for sure, but almost for sure. Right. Pretty much put it in the bank. Your bank isn't secure totally, but pretty damn secure. Pretty good. I think these guys, I think, I think Brooklyn valued that, especially after what they went through.
0: And that matters and that matters for sure. All right. Let's look at Brooklyn. Obviously you mentioned Mark Cuban, Nico Harrison, uh, the GM, Jason Kidd, all signed off on this. There's worry, right, that Luca may, you know, do what superstar players like him do, which is voice frustration within the organization and make things uncomfortable yeah. the way superstars in this league can do because they, they matter, right? When right. you have one of those guys, and Luca is one of those guys, right. yep. they can tilt the fortunes of your franchise. He needs help. Okay, on the floor, it sounds like, at least offensively, this sounds brilliant to me, right? You got Luca, the maestro, controlling things. Kyrie can work off the ball. He can work on the ball. When you're spraying the ball out to Kyrie in the corners, he can attack off the dribble. He can shoot it. He can create for somebody. He can do a lot of things, right? That's an upgrade. Now, how long he does that without any drama? Can't predict that, right? But given his track record and his past history, we can't say for sure for long. But I think offensively, that's a nice upgraded piece for them. And they're going to, I think, find a way to coalesce. Like we always say, though, Coach, it, you don't this doesn't happen overnight, like guys gotta it takes some time to build chemistry and work things out. We're already at the fifty past the fifty game mark, so we're gonna have I don't know twenty eight games or so twenty seven That's not a whole lot of time to develop chemistry, so I think on the court, the potential could be good just in a vacuum, but I don't know they're gonna have enough time to get everything together and work it out the way they would like to
1: well, I think that. The fit is great in terms of how Kyrie likes to play and how the Mavericks play. They are ISO-based to begin with. Um, But he isn't that... I I think Spencer is a Kyrie not so light. He's a very good offensive player that shoots career-high 40% from three, driver, can pass, can playmake, as can Kyrie. I think that the offensive fit will be good right away. It may be great in time. That's going to take some time but it has that potential by postseason. Um, I think very importantly, Kyrie can control a team in a way Spencer can't when Luca's out. 0-7 without him. So I think that matters to some degree, that it's not just a, almost a definite loss if Luca's not playing. But um, I, it's the other side that worries me. Remember, they were, number, they were number eight in offense for the season, probably better than right. that the last two and a half months. So what are they going to be? Number seven, number six, number five, like pick a number. I don't think they'll be number right. one. Um, uh, they're going to be hard to guard for sure. But who are they stopping? Well, they, still yeah. have deal, they still have time. I don't know what they have to offer, but they have, you know, they have time to go get some help. Maxi Kleber returns that'll help their offense and maybe their defense a little bit. But either way, I think that um, this was a desperate move by a desperate team. And it's unlikely to produce what you hope for this year. And then they've made no promises to him. Right, correct. If, if they don't sign him, they're going to have plenty of money to spend in the offseason for somebody else, which is what they're going to weigh is who up yes. can we get before we offer this guy? Yeah.
0: And, and I think, you know, you and I come from the same school of thought on this is that like you, <laughs> we don't know of any team that wants to get into the long-term Kyrie Irving business.
1: Well, right? I don't think any or, team does right now. They're not willing right. to commit.
0: Yeah, they're not willing I mean, to commit four, four years and two hundred fifty. Whatever, that's right. I don't. That's crazy talk. How, how many?
1: Like, how many playoff series has he got injured in or not played in at all in the last nine years? Four or five. Central. Yeah, Central. four or five. I think four. Maybe he's played in five and not played in four. Like he is. There's an injury risk. He's mm-hmm. as he ages too. There's the mental part of the game. Uh, I I don't think I've said this many times. He is not a selfish player, in my opinion. No. He's not a chucker, a gunner. <laughs> um, but he is an energy sucker. He, he definitely was more of the problem than solution in Boston. And I you know, in Cleveland, he wanted to leave, and maybe rightfully so, but let's face it, he could have been there this whole time and and they they're really good, as <laughs> I know you know, <laughs> and interesting, and we'll talk about them later in the show. Um, it just he's just different. And yeah. difference fine, but on a on a culture on a team, it can it can cause problems. It always has for him before.
0: Well, th- this is the interesting part you mentioned about culture. So in Shams reported for the Athletic, <laughs> the Mavericks said they believe their culture is the right type to deal with Kyrie Irving. I was like, your culture? You mean the one where you had toxic masculinity going on? You accused the GM of uh, sabotaging? You you threw how about the coach, Bob- How
1: about the coach they hired? It, well, right, Jason.
0: <laughs> I don't think your culture is that great, my guys.
1: And, and, really sure. and, and the only good thing about the culture is it's in Texas, so there won't be any vaccine or mask issues. <laughs> right. in that, is Red that? state. Uh, it, he'll be one of the more more ironic heroes of that state, <laughs> given given you know his situation and the fact that he does the eye to eye with the average yeah. you know Trumper in Texas.
0: It, it 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 is it's just crazy. But I'm with you. I, I you know again. I think the reason why the Mavericks did it, of course, is desperation, but here's what they also probably looked at, David, and you'd agree with this. Mm-hmm. If they look at the Western Conference and they're like, yeah. there's no superstar dominant team that's like clearly way better than everybody else. So they figure, and if we, as we said before, in any series in the Western Conference against any potential team, they, they, will have, they can argue we have the best player on Luka Doncic, right? That can go in any series. If we have Kyrie. We got what? At worst, the third best player? Sometimes the second best player? So I think in their mind they're like, okay, we can if we just yeah we'll suck on defense, but good luck stopping us. And maybe that's their thinking also, and why they why they pulled the
1: trigger. I, I don't I don't think there's any question to that. I think you're exactly right. I think they're feeling like Denver's the best team in the West. Who who's going to guard Kyrie and Luke on their team? I think Denver's also asking the same questions, mm-hmm. and and Dallas is thinking, well, I'm not sure we can guard them either. But in a shootout, we'll take Luke and Kyrie over Jokic and Jamal Murray. I really think that's what they're thinking. And I, I get it. What I'm saying is, I don't trust Kyrie at all. <laughs> right. And some, if something's going to go wrong, it's going to go wrong on a team Kyrie's involved with. This is how I feel. Until he proves me wrong. The, 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 I always believe, I, I, I'm not one of these guys who says, well, you know, they're the champions, so if someone proves me wrong, I don't believe in any of that stupid stuff. I'm I, I an evidence-based analyst. And so I don't have to see any evidence that he can... Keep it going for a long period of time in a positive way. The, this latest example, he could have stayed in Brooklyn mm-hmm. on a team that I think had a better chance. Yeah, KD. I think <laughs> they're really good, deep as hell, and they could have made some moves to get hell. They could have got. They don't need Dwayne Finney Smith. They could have got other players, and and kept a Kyrie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for the for the guarantee he's getting in uh, in Dallas. So I think he'll just find a way to screw it up, and uh, the West is. I mean, Memphis has dropped to eight of nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steph Curry's out for mm-hmm. undetermined amount of time, mm-hmm. at least a month. They're saying,
0: I think so. Yeah. Wow.
1: Uh, Denver doesn't guard great. Mm-hmm. The Clippers have been, eh, you yeah, know, right. I, I actually I mm-hmm. still think they're going to be good. The Lakers are laughable. Like Pelicans
0: have lost 10 of Pelicans 11 or are, something,
1: yeah, 10 of 11. Yeah, so uh, I mean, Utah is good. <laughs> they're you know, yeah. no one <laughs> expected that at 500, right? I think that, um. Dallas feels like, all right, we, we didn't get worse in their mind. I think they might have because of their defense, but it's a it, it very well could be a net neutral or even a slight mm-hmm. positive uptick, and that may be what what's needed in this situation because it's sort much parity.
0: Yeah, which we predicted at the beginning of the season, right? Yeah. There'd be a lot of parity. like which in the Western conferences, I mean, the whole league, but it's really league. evident there. Yeah. All right, shift things to the Brooklyn side. You know, I, I thought David, wow, this is a better return than I thought they'd get because I figured, well. Who's gonna give up anything of value for that dude? For all the reasons we mentioned, we mentioned Finney Smith and Spencer Dinwiddie. They are better than just two stiffs. They are starter level, above average NBA with players. Playoff right? experience with playoff experience. They're not kids. That matters. The draft capital matters. Yeah. And the other piece here is that. Are
1: they Brooklyn save money has, too?
0: They, yes, they're gonna save money on the cap. Four, it, it, four it,
1: million it's, this year, like and 20 forty in tax
0: or forty in like yeah, it, yeah. forty in tax. It, yeah. It's great. They have draft capital back because they don't have any right now because of the James Harden trade, as I mentioned. And they can still move Dinwiddie, Vinny Smith, yeah. and those picks. They now have things with the Joe Harris expiring, all these Patty Mills, whomever, all these pieces now in money to do something else, to, whether that's get a backup big because they're like, look, we need some help to give Claxton when we go up against Giannis and Embiid. We figure with Durant doing his normal thing with those guys, we feel pretty good about our team as you mentioned on our, on the phone this morning in a series the teams stays the way they are now in a series against Milwaukee they'll be 88-85 cuz they got a defensive lineup they can throw out there that can guard their asses off it'll be ugly basketball but hey sometimes you got to win ugly right, right if
1: you got to play if you got to play Ben Simmons in that group and Claxton as two non-shooters Milwaukee can Milwaukee's number three in defense. I think right now it would be a game like it was in the nineties. Yeah. The game we play in the eighties as if we were in the nineties, but yeah, they, they've got some, they've got, they also can go more offensive firepower. They've got great defensive depth at the wing. They have multiple wing defenders that can guard the Giannis's and Jimmy Butler's and Tatum's and those guys. Uh, that's Tobias Harris. who's playing great. Um, that's really valuable. Yeah. They need probably more a little help in the front court, I think. Mm-hmm. Um and then you know, let's 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 not let's not uh bury the lead, which is and we're gonna I think we're writing about this now based on a phone call this morning. You brought it up first thing this morning. Uh where's KD with all of this?
0: Yes, where where is KD with all of this? Yeah. That's that's the question we're asking. And I think KD had they had to get some kind of Nod of approval from KD before they went ahead with the moves that they did. It we turned out the Lakers did make an offer. The 27 and 29 first round picks were included, but the Nets wanted more. They wanted Reeves and all the What their does young KD guy, care right? about those picks? Well, right. Because that, that doesn't matter to him. So, and as, as Mark Stein reported, Josiah was like, I'm not sending him to the Lakers. We can get into how we feel about pettiness later, but is what it is. The Suns offered Chris Paul, Jay Crowder, and picks. And I think if you're looking at it, katie has got to be like, Chris Paul's a name that I know. Jay Crowder's a name that I know. But right now, I think we could you could make the argument that Dinwiddie and Finney Smith are better yeah. than Chris Paul and Jay Crowder right now. Well,
1: Probably because Crowder hasn't played all season. Correct. So you don't know what kind of shape he's kept himself in. You, we, we can only assume. We don't know. Um, I, I want to think, and I have no reporting on this, but I, I want to think that – uh, the the Nets, who are a well-run franchise. We're going to get into that in a minute. Uh, I think they they must have sat down with Durant and maybe even said, okay, here's the list of teams that have contacted us. We're not going to give you all the details. You don't need to know them. But we, we know we need wing defensive help uh, uh, depth-wise. We have Royce O'Neal. That's pretty much it. Um, uh, who do you, of all these guys, who do you think is going to help us the most defensively against the kind of guys – we're going to see in the playoffs. And I could see that's a great thing to ask Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's just asking it. players for a lot of details is always a good idea for lots of reasons. But, but I do think that's a really good one. KD, who would you least like to play against? Because that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. And I could see him saying Finney Smith is challenging. I'll score on him like anyone. But I got to work. That's all we're asking for. So now we got two guys in O'Neill and him. And Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Two guys can shoot. One guy can't. Mm-hmm. All three can really defend. So, and KD um, himself. Yeah. And, then, and then you throw in KD, of course, who doesn't want to defend those guys more than possessions here and there mm-hmm. because you need him so much offensively, which you do. Uh, especially when Dinwiddie's out, you're really going to need yeah. KD unless Ben Simmons transforms, which no one expects anymore. I don't yeah. expect anymore. Right. So um, I think KD probably said, I'd be shocked if he didn't say, yeah. Because I've been asking, where's he at? You would think he already has, has chimed in. But players change their minds fast. So I wouldn't say the future is written yet.
0: No, definitely not. And I think the way I see it, and you're right, I I have not uh, asked around about this yet. Uh, I'll start to do that. My feeling, David, is that KD signs off on this. I think Brooklyn makes another move. And we can talk about what we think that other move might be. And they play out this string. Because look, they're still for fourth in the East, right? Like he comes back and goes back to his normal MVP self. This team is easily a top four playoff team. They play it out, see where we end up in the postseason. Depending on how that turns out, the summertime, I think, could be illustrative, right? If it doesn't go well, if it's not the right guys, the Nets can say, look, here's Kevin Durant, still at this age, an MVP caliber player, under, got under contract for three more years. The potential haul they can get back from him in the summer is greater than what they can get back for him right now. And so I think that's also an option for them, and that could allow them to rebuild with picks, young talent and not be terrible because Houston's getting their, their, the picks that they have. Houston has control over the next five any, five years anyway, but they can still get back draft capital and young guys and, and make this work out. So I mean, the Nets are doing what's best for them right now on both ends. Okay, let's play it out, Katie. See how we do this year. You'll give us that. We'll give you that. If it doesn't work, we'll see what we can get for you this summer. That's, I think, a, a realistic possibility on the table.
1: So I, I don't want to change the subject too much, but I want to ask you this as someone who's connected in Brooklyn. I'm reading some people writing that uh, – they they think there's more truth than ever that KD and Harden will go back to Houston after the season. I find that to be ludicrous. That sounds crazy to you me. You think so? Okay. Yeah, that sounds crazy yeah. to me. I, I've done some reporting on this, my background stuff with very high level people with Harden who who have said, uh, you know, anything's possible. Right. But but we're not. This is these are people uh, involved saying we're not promoting that. Yeah. It's just ridiculous to promote something like that. I think the
0: whole idea about Harden going back to Houston is just so his people let Daryl know, hey, we, we, we gave you a break this this go round, like we want to get paid. Yeah. Is, is what I is what I'm thinking. That's about, yeah. but I, I can't Houston. I I can't see that happening. And I mean, so, look, anything's possible.
1: But yeah, so let but let's talk about the Nets a little bit more. Uh, I I think they took a, uh, an, I think they made a mistake in trying to get Harden with KD and Kyrie. I think they made a mistake putting Kyrie and KD together because I don't trust Kyrie. I think they made a mistake adding Harden to the group. That doesn't mean they're not really smart guys who I think have run a very good franchise. And I think this is evident evidence of that. They gave Steve Nash a whirl. I get it. Two-time MVP, really cerebral player. It worked out great, and then it didn't. And they changed with enough time to let Jacques Vaughn do his thing. It's his team now. Mm-hmm. He seems to be doing great. Mm-hmm. I think he's respected and liked from people I've talked to. Uh, I like their roster. I like the roster construction and the way they play. I also think they have the best G League team. And uh uh there's some players on the G League team that are very good players that have NBA potential. They bring their their guys from the roster down, like on Sharp, who's played mm-hmm. some down there and done Kessel well. Kessler
0: Edwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: Kessler Edwards, right. So they've got they've and they've got a great the most impressive coach I've seen in the G League is Ronnie Burrell from the Long Island Nets. I don't know him at all. But uh I think they run really. They, they play amazing defense with guys that go up and down from the from the varsity and not from the NBA, and it doesn't matter. And they've won I think eight straight. They're dominating the league with without some of their best players sometimes. Um, they're uh, I think you know their best player for sure is David Duke Jr., uh, who I think should be MVP of the G League because he's the best player on the best team. Who knows what will end up happening? He's goes that he's with the Nets all the time. And they still win mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. their best player. Uh, that's a franchise win. Gerard, that's a franchise win. Yeah. Uh, a couple years ago, I was watching the Memphis hustle a lot. Yuta Wannabe was like their third best player. Mm-hmm. Um, John Conchar was their second or third best player, both those guys. Uh, and they were the best team until they started moving guys up. And uh, the, the kid from Kansas they had, I forget his name, the lottery pick that's maybe out of the league now, I think he's maybe in Detroit. Um, he was on the team. And now look what happened with Memphis. They got John Morant, everything took off. Mm-hmm. uh well-run franchises win at both levels yeah. if they don't win they're developing yep. so long island is stable they're solid yep. they're better than solid they're very good and i now they have this draft cabinet, like you say and they've got some of these other young players cam thomas just went off for 44 the other night he was incredible saturday at, night as a second year player yeah they've got a bright future they've got you know katie should feel okay like hey these guys know what they're doing. I'm I'm why would I go anywhere? I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a chance with these guys.
0: So I think that's the ultimate question here because again, I think we both think Brooklyn's not going to be done moving things uh on before Thursday. Do they opt for let's just get the backup big and rock with what we have or do they try to figure out because with the contracts they have now and the capital they can pull away and get a another all-star level type of player. Um if I told you they could move, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't do it, but Claxton to get the salaries to match and one of those picks they have now that unprotected first from Dallas to potentially get Siakam. Would you do it?
1: Why why are you asking me about him? Because I'm I'm, I'm asking for a reason. Any reason why? Because uh, that's, that's what we're hearing.
0: That's a name that, you know, yeah, we're for sure. hearing and it's also Toronto seems like a team that they're for sure. We know they love Scotty. That's a guarantee that
1: I know. Yeah. Everybody else, I don't know.
0: I yeah. think they're all in play.
1: I don't think the Raptors do that, but uh, for sure, I would do that if I was if I was them. If I was Brooklyn, yeah, because um, you can find. First of all, with with Pascal, you're going to have the best offense, and KD, you're going to have the best offense in the league with Spencer and the shooters, all the shooters you have. So you you just got to play decent defense. This is what this is what Dallas is thinking um and i think they have because of those wings as, as opposed to dallas was none of those guys they'll have siakam kd ben simmons and um royce o'neill and mm-hmm. and maybe and maybe finney smith too if they keep all of them they have a lot of guys that can play defense they just got to find solid big guys that play good position defense but i, I don't i don't i w- so i would do that I, w- no. I would look at it this way what what is our risk reward for each situation if we think we have KD for a couple of years, we want to make sure we're contending all three of those, all those years. I don't know how many years that's the evidence deal. Three after this year. So yeah. So three after this year. So I want to make sure we contend all of it because I want him to be happy and, and he deserves that. And uh, so I've got to do things that make sure we're in contention for those years.
0: Yeah. So it's just something that, you know, we, again, we've heard, but as you, as you know, and as David always likes to say, what you constantly hear about is not likely to happen, right? right? There's a reason, right? Well, it's- look at this trade. Correct.
1: ESPN <laughs> report on Friday. Tim McMahon reported that Dallas was interested in Kyrie Irving. I, I'm not criticizing Tim or ESPN. That, that is news for the lowercase n. <laughs> because who isn't really? You know, the, any right. team that was below the contending status and wanted to contend had to at least check in. Mm-hmm. But that was it. Boom. Then the deal's done. There was no, there was no eight, nine, 10 different reports. Right. Normally, it's quiet. The deals that get done are ones that are talked about or written about. Yeah.
0: Now, it, it'll be interesting to see what, what Brooklyn does. Again, I don't think they're done. And look, you have to give Sean Marks some credit here. It yeah. looked like disaster was happening. And oh my God, what are they going to do? They still look at the good they're, they're recapping. They're, they're clearing up cap space. They're saving money in the luxury tax, which Joe it loves. They're, they're going to be okay, I think. And I want to finish at this point with Joe You mentioned you don't love the idea of being vindictive yeah. and saying, don't send him to L.A. I remember we, I said this on the show. Josiah, a billionaire running uh, Alibaba, the Chinese M's, obviously, right? Their, their e-commerce online platform. And I'm like, I, we do a lot of work with billionaires around here. I like to think that I know a few billionaires. I kind of have a little bit of insight into their minds and how they think in their real world, in their business. They don't take too kindly to employees that they pay a lot of money to who don't deliver results. That is not something that they abide by at all in their in their regular capitalist business business enterprises. I was like, I can't imagine he's loving this Kyrie thing right now. So there's no doubt in my mind he's probably like, do not send him where he wants to go. He thinks this is the thing. I don't care. We're not sending him there.
1: And I, yeah, so uh, I will I will confess that I'm similar. I uh, I if I was ever in position and, and had those opportunities, some. Um, to run a team, I, and I've I've said this and written this, uh, I would I would tell teams. I even said this when I talked about Lamella Ball when he was in the draft, that I would have sat him down and said, as soon as your dad starts attacking my management team, my coaches, or your teammates, you're traded, and it won't be to a team that you like. I I have such little leverage. I'm going to use that as as part mm-hmm. of leverage. Of I'm going to make your life harder because now look what you've done to me. It's the only thing I can do. I can't punch you in the face. or wouldn't. <laughs> right. So I don't even, I don't, it, it's not a great look for the NBA. We're going to talk about looks in the NBA later mm-hmm. on, but it's, it's part of the world that we live in. And I don't have a problem with it. Kyrie, you made us, you were, an, we paid you all this money. You got so little back. I understand injuries happen, but the other shit sure. you pulled, I don't understand. And so you're out of your mind. If you think we're going to send you the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, don't think, so- I don't think, I don't think, I think – I got to believe that the Lakers wanted Mike Conley and not Pat Bev, mm-hmm. but I think Danny Ainge is helping the Lakers. He fucking hates yeah, the Lakers. Danny Ainge is definitely helping That's his, not helping his the privilege. You're, yes. in the, you're in that decision-making process, and it's worked out just fine for them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it has. No, it's a, it'll be interesting. So, yeah, I'll, I'll be in Brooklyn later today, and I'll see what is happening. Yeah, they play tonight, right? yeah, They play tonight. They play the Clippers tonight. So uh, I don't – just for uh, listeners – Kyrie expected to be in Dallas on Monday, go through his physical, and play in their game on Wednesday. I have not heard anything about Spencer and Dorian uh, doing anything yet, which, so they will not play tonight. Which tells you something, right? Which tells us something, which means let's not get too comfortable. They're going to be, right. let's put it this way. Dorian and uh, Spencer, don't start looking for Brooklyn real estate yeah.
1: quite yet. I, I wouldn't <laughs> even unpack your suitcase. You,
0: go. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. might not. Just, yeah. just stay tight. We'll, we'll see how things uh, shake out come Thursday. All right, Coach. Um, again, Dallas makes a move because they're desperate. Another reason why there's desperation in the West. Stephen Curry um, injured his leg uh, last th- Friday. Friday, Saturday, whatever Saturday, I that maybe. game was, Saturday. And so uh, here's what happened. And this is Golden State putting it out there. The Golden State Warriors guard Stephen Curry exited the game against the Mavericks uh, with a lower left leg injury, um, and he shuffled. He suffered partial tears to his superior tibiofibular ligaments and his introsis membrane, as well as. Contusions to his lower left leg. All that is to say, that's the part of the body that deals with your tibia, your knee, like that All that that whole situation there. And ligaments are damaged there, torn. He's got contusions. This is an issue, right? I mean, this is arguably the best player in the league, right? Like, on a team that definitely needs him to win, they are defending champions. Now, even with him playing, they're still basically a 500 team, right? And he did miss some time. This now, you know, the, the the vaunted warriors are, they're, they're shaking, right? And they're in ninth, I want to say right now, last time I checked, somewhere around there. They're going to need to kind of maintain water, at least stay 500 until he comes back. Now, various reports, Golden State hasn't put out an official timeline. Uh, Shams and Woes are saying it's at least through the all-star break. Um, a couple of those Terry, um, Terry Jeff Stotts, the uh, injury uh, management guy. You'll see a lot of his stuff on NBA Twitter. An injury like this he's saying is typically at least a month. It's a rare one in the NBA. Um so they don't have a whole lot of database reference points to go back to. Um let's put again, even it's going to be at least a couple weeks. And remember, whenever we give a timeline, it's not just oh you're out then you come back. It's we got to get reevaluated. Where is he now? Where is his strength level? All right, it's going to be a ramp-up process the whole the whole nine yards. I like, think this is Interesting now, theater for Golden State because what do they do, right? Do they say, "All right, trade deadline"? Do we punt and say, "Let's get the young kids out"? Let's get, or do they say, "You know, let's play the young kids and just see where see where we're at"? They, they have a lot of options right here right now, and, it, and it's you know it's, it's an unfortunate timing of the injury for Curry, but this definitely shakes things up in the Western Conference.
1: For sure, yeah, for sure it does, and I do think you're right that it. it- um, the, the, the Mavericks had to think, you know, we just need a guy to go down here and there and we'll be, you know, we'll be, we need to be right there. Uh, let's make sure we stay a little more than relevant. Um, it's a big issue for Golden State, big issue for Huge. Golden State. Jordan Poole has been a disappointment this year as a shooter and he needs to shoot better to, to make up for them, you know, losing uh, Curry. Uh, Looney's been amazing. Wiggins is starting to come back. Draymond is limited offensively as always. Uh, Jordan Poole needs to deliver for sure. Uh, But it might be the death blow. This might Mm -hmm. be, you know, to ask them to, it'd be great for narrative purposes for them to be the eighth seed or play in Mm -hmm. and get to the NBA finals. Cinderella stories don't happen much in sports. (laughs) They just don't. Yeah. Yeah, they just don't.
0: It, it's, I wonder. So they're game they're above five hundred, you know. And if he has to miss a month, right? The, the good news they have is that it's during All Star month, so there's going to be that natural week off anyway. So not going to lose a ton of games there. Right. But you know, you're looking at maybe ten, twelve games, right? Like they go five and seven or four and eight. Like it's not that's not very good, right? That's putting you now below. Yeah. You're out of the playing look now, and so I. I think this is going to affect them come trade deadline, right? Like now, what do they do? Do they say no? We think Curry will be back, and let's just get that vet, or do they say, let's just play these kids, see where we're at? And it's I think this is you you can't you can't plan for injuries, so this is something that's got to. I'm sure Bob Myers is a smart guy. You have to have a plan B. I'm sure they have some kind of backup plan, but or in case of emergency, break glass. I'm just sure they didn't want to have to use it at at, at this point.
1: Yeah, stinks. Yeah, we, we we wanted them to uh, start peaking, uh, just as a fan. Like you want mm-hmm. Golden State to be there, and uh, this there's nothing. There's no silver lining in this. Not rest, nothing. And
0: just and things. you you wrote about it even before the injury that the roster as it's in. So let's say going into the trade deadline, Curry yeah. was healthy. You're like they had to make a move anyway because like this yeah. roster ain't winning a championship.
1: They're not deep enough. Yeah, they're not deep enough. They have to get more help. So that hasn't changed. Yeah, they still have to. We'll see if they we'll see if they do it or feel like. It's not going to happen this year. Let's wait to the summer.
0: And if they wait, and let's say for whatever reason, they just start, you know, losing games or not good. Yeah. How does this then affect them draft wise? Right? right. Like, are they now all of a sudden in the lottery? I don't, do they own their pick this year? They may not. They I th- may not.
1: I thought they did, but what, what could it be part of the Wiggins deal?
0: Like maybe, maybe I have to double check on that, but either way, it, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what, what they do uh, come Thursday. Um. Yeah, and we'll, we'll, we'll be right here talking about it all. All right, guys, we're going to take a brief break, and then we're going to be right back. This episode of True Hoop is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey, guys, Gerard from True Hoop here. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do? It's a hell of a question. Would you maybe go for a run, take a nap, read a book, or maybe show up for a friend? Now, depending on the day, any one of those would be a great idea. Most of us spend our lives wishing we had more time, but the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Now, I've been open in the past with you guys about this. I see a personal therapist as well as a couple therapist therapists from my partner and I. And both are extremely helpful in developing positive coping skills and learning how to set boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. all right, David. Um, you know, well, everyone knows. Who listens to this podcast, <laughs> how we feel about the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, but there are some concerning signs and some trouble happening in Memphis that doesn't that don't sit well with me, and it doesn't sit well with you. First, on the court, eight of their last nine. I don't like loss, that. Look,
1: right, lost, right,
0: lost, lost eight of their last nine. Stephen Adams is very good, but if you can't make up. For him not being there to the tune of eight out of your last nine games you lose, that's telling me there's something, something's going on that's not good. And look, I watch the games and I know their half-court execution down the stretch stinks. It's just not good. For whatever reason, they don't execute well, and that's what the playoffs is all about, is executing. And if you can't do it in the regular season, I'm not holding out hope you're going to be able to do it for four rounds in the most high-intensive situations of the playoffs. So that part is concerning me on the court off the court um it was reported uh, by sam amick and bob kravitz of the athletic that the nba went did an investigation into the incident after the january 29th game against the pacers you guys are familiar with that we talked about it on the show um during the game uh team morant and um Devontae pack uh Devontae is a friend of john Morant got into it uh, verbally with some players on the Pacers. Uh, Andrew Nemhard came over. A bunch of guys were just jawing back and forth, right?
1: Nemhard went over and told his dad to shut up because he was right. talking a bunch of shit to him. <laughs> right. And, and, and Ja didn't like that.
0: And, and remember, we talked about this, right? T's getting to that point now where it's like, all right, my guy, you're doing a little bit too much. Like, this isn't about you. Like, it, it's about your son. Okay. So there's that piece. Allegedly, after the game, there was... Um, so it's players, people who aren't familiar with how this works in all these arenas, when you go through the bowels and you come out the team buses, right? There's often, you know, players are coming through out the locker room, through the tunnel, down in the bowels onto the team bus, which would, the Pacers would have because they were away to take them to the airport to go wherever their next game is. Pl- players in the Pacers uh, traveling party were saying that two SUVs drove by them that contained John Morant and this Devontae Pack individual. And. The first before they got into the SUVs, verbal altercation continued between Pacers players and uh, John Morant and his associate uh, Devontae Pack. As they drive away, a laser light, the little red beam that everybody's familiar with, was shined on members of the Pacers traveling party. And, you know, one of the reports said someone said they feared for their life. They wasn't sure what that red laser was attached to. Another person in the report said it was 100% a gun. Well, the NBA did their investigation and they could not corroborate that, right? The NBA was very clear in saying, look, we know that something happened and there was a verbal altercation. And because of that, Devontae Pack is now suspended uh, or or banned from coming uh, to the arena Mm -hmm. for at least a year, I want to say. But they can make no definitive conclusion that there was any weapon or anybody was threatened with any weapon. This is problematic because the Grizzlies, as everyone knows, very talkative team. Um, they're the shit-talkingest team in the league. And Kendrick Perkins said this about them last year. He's like, look, y'all aren't gangsters. Why do you talk like you're gangsters? Right? That was a very... Just play ball. like that. You want to talk is trash, it, that what whatever. He said, he got, he, that's
1: what he said, okay. He
0: said, you guys are not gangsters. Okay. This type of element where people are speculating that was something attached to a weapon, this does not bode well. Also, John Morant this summer at his house, there was a basketball game going on, and allegedly uh, a teenager who was there threw a ball, hit John Morant in the face, and Morant allegedly punched the kid in the face and continued to strike him while he was down on the ground. The The kid has filed suit. Now, I want to be clear about something. Anybody can sue anybody in this country for whatever reason they want. I can file suit against David Thorpe right now and go to a court because he said, I hate your gray shirt. It doesn't mean the suit has any merit, right? A judge sees it like this. Tells nothing. We're tossing this out. I don't know where the, the, that is, that process is, but a lawsuit was filed. Doesn't mean anything happened. Doesn't mean it didn't. Well, we, John ja told the cops
1: he, I, that he I, did. I, I did punch him, right? Because but he I was defending at, myself. Yeah, he threw he he threw a ball. Right. I punched him. Right. And was defending myself. That's all we really do know. But That's I go same. on. Yeah. Point being, David, I don't like all of this
0: going on around John Morant. Um, you are the face of one of the league's up-and-coming premier franchises. And look, everyone knows me and listens to what I do and listens and reads what I write. I am not into respectability politics and any of that bullshit. However, when you are the face of a franchise, there's certain responsibilities that come with that. That's just how it goes. And you cannot be the person that is involved in this type of activity or associated with it or even being brought up anywhere near it. That's just that doesn't bode well for you, doesn't bode well for the team. As David, as you said to me off off air, if you're the 12th or 13th guy on the end of the bench, fine. Cut, get rid of you. I don't care move on. We can't do that with John Morant. So you have to be better, and you can't be associated with this kind of thing. And this is, again, I'm not saying anything definitive. All I'm saying is I don't like these signs. And where there's smoke, there's
1: generally fire. I don't know if I said this of after the, the whole incident with um... – with the Pacers on the court with his dad. But I spoke to an NBA player who's got a, a, a father that really follows him closely, mm-hmm. <laughs> goes to a lot of games. And I said, uh, where does your dad sit? And he said, just trust me, coach. Uh, he would never sit on the court. And if he ever said, if he ever sat on the court, he would never say a word ever. And I said, well, how do you know these?" He's like, Could, I would, I would tell him that <laughs> you're, you're, you're not just a fan. You're the father right. of a player on the Correct. court. Shut your mouth and watch the game. Cheer for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's, this don't be engaging the other guys. Yeah, this is the, we. It's not just not what we want. It Doesn't serve any good purpose. And uh, I think you have a reason to be concerned. My my concern is Ja. He, he, he's had almost a meteoric rise. Mm-hmm. I did not realize he wasn't a five star recruit. I thought he was because I don't follow not. high school. He was not. I've, been, I've been corrected. So he's gone from being, come on, mid-major players, low major. He, that's, mm-hmm. low, that's low division one where he went. I mean, you well, know, it's probably mid, lower mid anyway. Mm-hmm. They're not going to win a championship, and yeah. that's for sure. They, you know, the teams from their league almost never make the round of thirty-two, much less the sweet sixteen. He went from that to a number two pick in the draft, mm-hmm. to the all-star and all mm-hmm. NBA rookie of the year, mm-hmm. the whole thing, uh, and he it's it's cute and funny, some of the things he said about the smoke and whatever. Mm-hmm.
0: We don't duck smoke, we up the chimney, all that. Yeah.
1: It isn't so cute when you're 27, 28, 32. Mm-hmm. Like, I, as a coach, as a dad, too, we look down the road. Um, had had he, had, had that incident with the Pacers happen, and afterwards he said, listen, I don't love it when a guy tells my dad to shut up, but the truth is my dad needs to not do that anymore. And I, I don't want to ever talk about this again and then talk to dad. They dadded. The next time there's an incident, you're never sitting on the court again. I, I can't control road games. I control home games. This is my, my arena now. I can't have that. Had he done that, I think he'd have been better off. He, he's gone the opposite. Mm-hmm. If, if he was in the vehicle, which I have not confirmed, but but mm-hmm. it sounds like it was, he was in the vehicle. Right. And even if they were just fucking around with a red laser, which 50-50, at, at worst it was. Um, come on, Ja. Like, that is not appropriate. Mm-hmm. This is... People have, and, and I don't think in the basketball business, it's happened in college, but in the music business, dude get, dudes get killed for over sure. machismo. For sure. And and false uh, offenses. Bravado and, so forth. and yeah. tough guy and all that Come on, it's just We don't want any part of that in this league. Any, for all the reasons that are obvious to everyone. So I think, like, lost eight of nine. Um, ja, humility, as I always say, either stay humble or get humbled. You've been humbled. Your team sucks right now. And you don't want that pressure, Ja. You, you may act like you do, Mr. Tough Guy, but you don't want that pressure of going into a series at, where you're favored to win as a 2-3 three seed, 3-4 three seed, seed, and you're shooting 28% from three five games in. Mm-hmm. You want that? I don't think you do. Why would you want that? You'd much rather blow everybody out mm-hmm. and play great. Mm-hmm. So you're just creating more of a potential problem for yourself by, by bringing these things into it. And the last thing I'll say, and I am not denigrating anyone with the Mar- Morant group. I don't know any of them. But I do know that I spent some time reading stories about John Belushi and his people, and which were, and, and Chris Farley and his people. Very different issue. These were drugs. These guys were absolute drug addicts. And I've listened to it. the Adam Sandlers and David Spades and the people closest to, uh, and Dan Aykroyd, closest to those two very famous celebrities uh, uh say that we we couldn't even hang out with our friend chris rock they all were saying to say we can't hang out with farley when he was with those people because it just looks bad for us we, we nothing good's gonna come from us these people were zombies they would just do drugs all day and night and there was almost like a tug of war mm-hmm. between the two so you're allowed to stay friends with your past but you also have to recognize who you are going forward it's it's challenge it's a challenge for anyone that gets to be as famous as you are now. And there's a responsibility to that. Uh, Not to mention the fact that you don't want to be seen as a guy hanging out with people that are so offended that some player told a dad, it wouldn't stop talking to shut up that you bring a gun or even pretend to have it, which is what it probably was. No one's going to shoot anyone
0: right?
1: with John ran in the car, but just pretending that is a lack of recognition for what reality dictates. You want to get above that fray. As, and the last thing I'll say on this, I had a, a, a player who was once a second-round pick whose dad had been in jail his whole life, basically. Got out of jail. Uh, right when the player got drafted. And the, the player who I trained signed a two-year deal with his team and played a lot as a rookie. It was great. Uh, and, and just stopped kind of working hard, but very talented player. And the dad called me one time complaining. The player was on his second team. I helped him get a deal for the second team when his first team traded drafted for someone in his position and he was no longer in the rotation. So they traded him to another team that needed him and then he was released and now another team was looking to get him. And uh, we got him on the team. I talked to the GM. We got him on the team and he wasn't playing at all, Gerard. And, and the dad called me once and said, they, they want my guy to, to kiss ass to the head coach. My son doesn't do that. They wanted to be, I think the player then with Daryl Armstrong was on the team. Mm. Remember Daryl Armstrong? Mm-hmm, of course. My, my son, ain't no Daryl Armstrong. I said, so you're telling me he's not willing to be, uh, uh, I think in Darryl's case, a former CBA player that's been in the league a decade because he mm-hmm. plays the game, that, that political game? No. All right, well then enjoy the unemployment line for the NBA. <laughs> well, because you, if you're not willing to do that, you're not going to be around long. And he wasn't. He was in Europe and never came back to the NBA again. Very talented player too. You got to play that game a little bit. Forget about being the superstar. Anyone does. To be a superstar, you got to stay at another level. So I hope that this is a – I hope someone in Memphis sits him down to ride and says – and not just Ja, everyone. Like, guys, all this talking, what has it done? We've lost eight of nine. Can we play basketball? Can we – all the energy you're spending on that, can we spend on defending and mm-hmm. understanding the scouting reports or whatever? Mm-hmm. That's a, it's a good time to do that.
0: No, I, I'm with you 100%, uh, David. I, I just – you know, I get it. It's competitive sports, alpha males. It's all that but you can be tough without adopting this sort of persona, right? That is outside of whom you actually are, right? It is, uh, you don't need to portray that to be tough. Steven Adams is super tough and doesn't portray any of that, right? Right. You don't, you don't need to do that, right. right? Like you can just be tough in your play, how you stand up for yourself and you're like, you don't need to add this extra, like, it's just unnecessary. And again, to your point, Look, teams already don't like you guys because you talk too much. You start adding this. Look, teams already want to kill you and beat you because it's the NBA's competitive. They're going to be extra juiced up to get you guys. And to David's point, look, you'll you'll see how quickly this whole thing changes for you. You were the cute story last year, second best record in the league, all that. Yeah, 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 okay. Screw around this year and be a top two seed. Go into a series you're supposed to win and you lose and play bad? Oh, this is... This, this ain't going to end you, well.
1: no, no need to bring that on yourself. I, I say this all the time. This is something dads, well, moms too, of course, we talk to our children about. I talk to my players about. Life's already hard enough. We don't have to make it harder. You know, there's that scene in uh, Good Will Hunting when uh, Robin Williams, the therapist, is talking to Matt Damon's character about Will, about uh, getting beat by his dad. And, and he said uh, his dad would put like, a, was it a rope and a belt or a wrench mm-hmm. and say, choose. And Williams said, I would take the rope or the belt, whatever it was. And Damon said, no, I'm taking the w- the wrench because fuck you. Well, that's why he needed therapy, among many other reasons. Mm-hmm. Like, no, don't make it harder than it already is. And yet, we have players that do that sometimes. So this is where we'll find out what kind of leadership exists. From ownership on down, like this this has to stop. We yeah. we don't want to be associated with this. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, you know, speaking of machismo in the league right now, David <laughs> – Lot of fights and things going on in the in the NBA over the past uh week to two weeks. And look, part of it is god, these guys need a break, right? You you, you yeah. can see it like it, a, a lot of it is I'm sick of seeing these people. Like I need like, and for the guys who don't go to All-Star, this is definitely a definitely time where they go to a beach for a few days and just or, get their mind or, away from basketball,
1: right? Or and I'll I'll tell you, um, uh when my son had his first ever break from college basketball. And I said, I'll, I'll send you wherever you want to go. Like, you deserve a break. He's like, I just want to go home and veg out, eat mom's cooking, and not have to think. And he was 20 years old, which is the age of a lot of these young players in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And I spoke to an NBA player recently. I said, what? I said, you going to beach somewhere? He said, I just want to go home, eat my mom's cooking. <laughs> He's 23, 24, whatever. Eat my mom's cooking and have no responsibilities. That's yeah. all I want. Yeah. And uh, that's exactly what I'm sure he'll do for the break. These guys are dying for that. They need yeah. it. They They're need mentally it.
0: beat. They, they are mentally beat. So we saw Dylan Brooks get into it with Donovan Mitchell. He's suspended. Taking the Memphis Grizzlies again, this is not good, Memphis. We saw Austin Rivers and Mo Bamba get into a fight. They both suspended a few games. Look, and we talk about it on Troop all the time. Look, we know you got to be tough. You got to do all those things. But all this false bravado, machismo, this is not. Look, if you want to do all that, act out, and you want to fight, Go be MMA people, right? You have the physical bodies to do that train or or box or whatever, go into combat sports. If that's what you want to do, do that. This is not a league for that, right? This is a league for basketball. We get it. Things get physical, what have you, but cooler heads have to prevail in these situations.
1: You know, I'm just a simple ball coach and a teacher. And (laughs) I, I always look, I always look at, um, opportunities to teach. I, I, that's how I see the world. Um, So when I was coaching uh, my kids who lived in the projects at St. Pete, and then later on uh, helping lots of AAU and other high school teams who came from every walk of life, we would talk about this issue because these were teenagers who really needed guidance. Sometimes they had great parents. Sometimes they had no parents. Um, I was at a wedding once with my wife in Austin, Texas, and my family, now we're, we're a Jewish family, we can drink. <laughs> and she she came from a family of non-drinkers and wasn't she didn't go to she didn't party in school she worked and dated my sorry ass so my family was pouring the vodka they had a big you know very expensive vodka bar like with the ice sculpture <laughs> yeah, and everything yeah. and my wife had too much to drink and she, you know, she was in her 20s and we were flying home and she got sick on the plane next to me and i held her hair and i cleaned up after her and we went into the airport we had, we it wasn't a direct flight And we got new clothes for both of us. And I was with her every step of the way and never made her feel bad. And I would tell my players, I'm the least macho guy you'll meet. But I was a fucking hero when my wife needed me to be one. (laughs) And I didn't have to throw a punch to do it. And you know what? Most players really listen to that. And I understand the other side of it. I get, I get, I mean, I've had players who told me stories about living near gang lines and everything. I get all of that. But there's no place for any of that. The league is already so hard and violent. Legally violent, but it's still violent. Control your emotions. Uh, did you like us I thought Austin Rivers was very eloquent on yeah, his in what he comments. said.
0: Yeah, no yeah. doubt. And and you know this, David. Every player knows in the league, trash talk they're all fine with it. You we all you grow up playing basketball, don't even you hear do that. it. it is what it is, but there is a line verbally, you know not, and you everyone knows it. You all know it, and you know what not to say. You yeah. know that. Yeah. And so why go there? Why are you going there to start? On this. And not only that, now you're going to get fine and lose money. Like, wh- why? It's just all stupid. All stupid.
1: When you watch games, when you see a guy make a three in front of the opponent's bench in the corner on the wing, and they turn and say, they, they turn turning, you can't really hear them, but you mm-hmm. see them look at the bench. Oh, they're saying something. Oh, why? 100%. Why? Because the bench said something. Yes, they said something. Yes. And, 100%. And I, I, I have never once suggested to my player that you should talk to the player shooting and uh, nor should you answer back. It's just something they do. I wish they wouldn't. My teams wouldn't. Like, can we just play the game? I, I don't need to give them any more emotion. You're not, you're not, they've heard it all before. Right. Like these, when you bubble up to the NBA, you've been the best player on your team for much of your life in most cases. They've heard it all before. I used to always say with JJ Redick, there's nothing that dude hasn't heard. Oh, My nothing. Goodness. Nothing. You're not going to get into his head. In fact, you are probably just feed the fire. And many guys will say, I love it when they talk shit to me. It <laughs> narrows my focus. Why would you do that? I would say the same thing about I would never call a timeout before a free throws or a field goal kick. They all do. It's stupid. That's what they need. That allow them to get their mindset in their routine. Instead, make them do like a crazy fire drill. Don't let them, don't let them yeah. get, slow their heart rate down. Lock yeah. it on their form. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't know why they call timeout. Mm-hmm. So to me, anything that helps them narrow their focus is a mistake.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's just you know, guys. Anyway, craziness. um Last thing before we go, you're excited about something happening in Cleveland. Yeah, so we, we 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 like, obviously, of course, Donovan, Evan Mobley, Darius, all the whole nine. Jared Allen, Isaac Acoro is starting to shoot some threes and make them. Yeah, look, if he becomes the answer at small forward and shoots, I don't know, thirty seven or thirty eight percent from three, and it's playing good D.
1: Look He's out. a very good defender. Look out. Rough rough and tumble guy, does the dirty work, dives on the floor all that. I think he's made 21 of his last 42 threes. So small sample size, but ain't nothing. Mm-hmm. This guy was not at you the 20% shooter. Uh if he if you he's, they're not going to guard him. So if he can show that he can make threes like mm-hmm. Grant Williams did for Boston, mm-hmm. it's a game changer for them. Mm-hmm. The way Darius and Donovan play is the model for teams that want Two offensive-minded backcourt players, knowing they've got those three other dudes mm-hmm. in in Okoro and uh, and then the, you know, the big guys Mobley and and Jared Allen. Uh, did you see Jared Allen's dunk that he had mm-hmm. yesterday? I watched mm-hmm. it live on TV. Like that, like a little grapefruit in his hand. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're just machine. They're a machine. They are when they're playing well. They're a machine. And Okoro making threes is an absolute game changer. Uh, if he can keep doing that, they're going to be a tough out.
0: Listen, they, um, they're they fifth right now in the East, but they have maintained their second in adjusted net rating. Yeah. That, that defense is for real. For real, for they sure. They can guard yeah. like nobody's business.
1: Yeah, they compete, and they've got the two mm-hmm. big guys inside, plus, plus Isaac is the is the uh, swing guy because he can guard some of these big forwards that score and not make Mobley do it already. He's not ready quite for that quite yet, too. He's not powerful enough. Yeah, I think big Pickers staff done a great job. A am, professional basketball team now.
0: I am excited to see them in the playoffs this year. It'll be their first year as a group, like getting into the playoffs. It'll be very exciting. Round one. As it stands, by the way, folks, round one would be them and the Brooklyn Nets. That would be round one. And that would be a very fun and interesting series. because Those two seven footers, you know, you got some problems. Brooklyn doesn't have a whole lot of size, right? Although they have gotten a little better recently. But yeah. two
1: months two months and a week away already. <laughs>
0: I know, I know. It's it's crazy. We're 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 it's exciting. It, it it is exciting. I think I mean if you had to ask say right now, who would you bet on to win the championship? Who would you bet on right now?
1: Uh I would sprinkle my money between Boston, Milwaukee, and Philly right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I I wanna see Middleton more. Mm-hmm. I cause I was off them. Mm-hmm. But if he if he continues to move in the right direction they were my pick to start the season. Boston is very, very good, both sides yes, of the court. Yes, And I still, no one else believes in Philly, but um, I, I'm not, we'll see what they do in the trade deadline, but I think they've got a lot of depth and, and Embiid and Harden knows what he's doing. Uh, I would spend a lot of money on those three teams. Yeah, yeah no,
0: I think, you're, I, I think I would stay there too, I don't, I'm just not a believer in anybody in the West right now. No. This is we talked about, Denver can't guard. No. You know, I just, yeah, this is, that's who I'm focused on. All right, folks, a little programming note. Um, we will not have a show on Thursday because Thursday's the trade deadline. Instead, we'll have a show Friday. So it'll come out Friday. We'll record it Friday morning. and It'll come out early Friday afternoon. We'll recap all the trades, the moves, what have you, and look at it. David will, of course, use his big basketball brain to tell you what that might mean for your, those teams going forward. And, you know, who's going to potentially hoist that Larry O'Brien trophy in June? You know, but as you said, you, you heard where we're leading right now. Those three East teams look pretty good barring anybody doing anything crazy going forward. All right, folks, we will see you on Friday. Take care.